Watch out for that man-eating jackrabbit. And that killer cacti. Hey, dude, it's Schmanners. host Travis McElroy and I'm your wife host Teresa McElroy and you are listening to you are listening to and watching Sharanners it's extraordinary etiquette for ordinary occasions hello my dove hello dear how are you I think I'm all right <laughs> are you relieved because we practiced that intro backstage for once <laughs> waiting for that drop Okay. Well, then, tonight's the story of the ghost of Jones Hall. <laughs> ghost of Jones Hall hates manners. <laughs> yeah, we, we practiced uh, backstage for once so that I wouldn't walk out and forget what show we're doing and how to say it, and uh, it's great. It's going well, great. So that intro, um, what's that from? What? It's from Hey Dude. Wait. <sighs> Hold on. Am I past the age of my own audience? Hey, dude, from Nickelodeon? Thank you. Woo! Woo! I didn't have cable growing up. I don't know what that show is. <laughs> Sorry. All right, we have to go. <laughs> my wife and I have to go watch Hey, Dude. But don't you feel good that I, like, trust you to make these... These blanket I mean, I'd feel better. Assumptions. Okay, I'm gonna just name off some things, and oh, you no. say yay or nay if you have ever seen it. Okay. Hey, dude, we know is a nay. Nay. Okay. Salute your shorts. That's the awful waffle thing, right? Okay. Good so enough. I've seen one okay. or two. Adventures of Pete and Pete. No. Okay. <laughs> Here's the deep cut. Welcome to Wienerville. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I might have made that. We might have all made that one up. <laughs> that might be a collective imagining of ours because there's no way that TV show existed. We'll go. We'll YouTube some clips. Okay. So okay. what we're talking about is the etiquette of 90s Nickelodeon TV shows. No. 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 We're going to talk about cowboy etiquette. Now, I also want to be clear. I, I tried to think long and hard about how to update that so that it wasn't, um, so that it wasn't uh, gender exclusionary. And all I could come up with was cow person, and that sounded like the cowboys of Moon Mesa. <laughs> like, and they're a cow person. And, and I didn't think that that sounded right. So we're talking about, like, traditional yes. cow people. <laughs> and it, it would be remiss. Cow, what is it? Cow pokes? Yeah, okay. Okay. But that also sounds like a folksy colloquialism for like cow, like antibiotics, you know, give them some cow pokes. <laughs> um, we would be remiss. Vaccinations, that's what I was looking for. Okay, let's take it again from one, Paul. Okay, sounds like a folksy. <laughs> Paul! Okay. We would Warm be remiss if we did not Warm. mention that. Oh. Jean jackets coming off. Uh, uh, as I was saying, 
we would be remiss if we did not mention that in the representation of the Old West, uh, there is often not enough representation of people of color. There is also um, the, I, the romanticism of the Old West that does not include uh, the displacement of indigenous peoples. Um, and that, that is not good. Yeah. That's downright BS. Um, also included in that, if we're talking about the like, if we're talking about like movies and TV show, also a really bad habit of like white people playing Native Americans. Yes. Ooh. Also, also that. Okay. But um, in the spirit of the Old West, I would like to talk about the the really like. The idea of community just runs so strong throughout uh, frontierism in general because... Yes, I've played Oregon Trail. <laughs> Sometimes we must all ford together. Yes, and, and we must because um, population density was so small out here in the, the western United States and the southern United States that there just weren't enough people to do one job each, so everyone had to do more than one, and that was just the way that things worked. And, and it really was a time where it's like, if you need something and you don't know how to do it, it's not like you can like call like somebody to come do it. Right. That didn't exist. I know. You couldn't like door dash a meal to yourself. That's mm. truly the Old West. Ugh. Uh, um, there was still Lyft, though, right? No. Mm -mm. No. What? Then how do they get to the airport? The Pony Express. Uh, no. Did I get a groan? That's great. Do you know the Pony Express only operated for like a year and a half? It was like a very short, I don't know the actual date, but like the amount of time that it actually existed because it was almost immediately uh, made obsolete. By, by the, the Transcontinental Railroad. Well, by the Telegraph. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> someone's like, how do we get messages across long distance? I know, young men on horses. I mean, we could just like wire it there. Ah. Yeah. Um, in my research... Uh, I, I think that maybe I re like missed this in school, but the timeline of the expansion westward of the United States coincides with the reign of Queen Victoria. Did you guys know this? What? Here's the thing. Um, you think about Queen Victoria as like revolutionizing like the the modern world when like gaslighting, right, was coming into Not gaslighting. No, no. Gas lighting. Lighting. And then electricity at the end. Um, and then railroads um, and like indoor plumbing were all things that were being introduced into the ordinary home at this point. And I just, it's hard to reconcile that with, with the idea that um, the people in the United States were, were colonizing still, colonizing 
the Louisiana Purchase at this point. It's it's mind-boggling to me. It actually, I will say, is not that mind-boggling to me, and I'll tell you why. Oh, really? I'll tell you why I have been to Joshua Tree. And... <laughs> I realized that that makes a joke about like, and I did some hallucinogens and it really expanded my mind. And now I'm able to conceive, no. Uh, but no, the reason is, is like, there is still a lot, like we just went to the Grand Canyon for uh, Max Fun thing. And like, yeah, okay. One person donated to Max Fun. Thanks guys. Um, but we went there and there is like, it, it, it blows my mind to drive for an hour and not see anything. We, when we moved to LA, we drove yeah, from Cincinnati to LA we and we would have like three hour periods where it's like, and beautiful vistas, nothing. And I guess beautiful vistas or something or whatever. Whatever. And, but like, and, and there are still people for whom it's like, I want to get away from all of that stuff. Not necessarily mm-hmm. the indoor plumbing at this point, <laughs> but a lot of that, I, I totally get why I could see people who were like, um, on the East coast. And it's like, I do not like all of this kind of uptight Victorianism coming in here, mm-hmm. I'm moving out west where I can do whatever I want. Well, there, there were several immigrant populations um, that, that rendered a lot of cities like completely full. Um, tenement buildings and, and you know, people living 12 people to a room. Um, there was just this, this push to like, you can have your own space out there where there is space. Um, I went to the University of Oklahoma. Maybe you've heard of it. Best college there is. Boomer! And um, in case anyone's, you all probably know, but the reason it's the Sunu State is because they all cheated. (laughs) And it was the Oklahoma land rush, and they said, hey, tomorrow morning at dawn, everybody go out there and... Pick some land. And the students went, yeah, you got it. And they went under cover of darkness and started early. And they left sooner than everyone else. That was part of the Homestead Act of 1862. Okay. Um, So as far as cowpokes go, there are are several things, uh, several elements to the etiquette. Right, so let's... Don't steal cows. Okay, definitely. That's one. That's no one. rustling. No cattle rustling. I'd like to talk Could about... Could you do other rustling? Sheep rustling? No. Dog rustling? No. Baby rustling? No. None of that. This baby's branded as mine. Don't. No, wait, don't. Highly frowned upon. Don't brand babies. Listen, this is what really we're here to talk about tonight. <laughs> I know it seems fun and... All the kids are doing it, but don't brand babies. Let's talk about hats, cowboy hats. I, I did th- I thought you said cats. No, hats. Hats. There's a whole etiquette to cowboy hats, and this, this idea began from, again, necessity. Um, one would remove their hat to eat, to enter a home or a private office, or to address the flag during the national anthem. All of these are signs of respect. Um, When you are introduced to a lady, a cowpoke should tip their hat, but um, it is said that it is an insult to tip your hat to a man. 
I don't know how mm. that really works. Um, but one is allowed to keep their hat on in a saloon, in a public building, and at a theater, unless it is blocking someone's view. Mm. Interesting. Another thing that I've always wondered about, and this is maybe something that's been uh, completely manufactured in movies. You ever notice how often cowboys shoot their guns in the air during shows at theaters? It's messed up. It's messed up. The theater owner's got to be like, ah, come on. Ah. I just replaced that roof. Oh, my budget. Um, and many rodeo cow folk uh, believe it is bad luck to lay one's hat on a bed. Um, I'm... Because then it looks like someone melted into the bed? <laughs> That's the only thing I could think. Like a lot of superstitions, I'm not exactly sure why. But, I mean, I guess if you lay it on a bed and someone lays on it, your hat's going to get flattened. That's not good. Okay. There's good reason not to put a dog on a bed either, I guess. <laughs> but the dog can move on its own, whereas the hat Maybe is dog's pretty asleep. stationary. Dog might be asleep. Again, once it wakes up, it will move. Okay. And uh, a really fun thing, if you ever uh, want to uh, go down a weird rabbit hole, try to find out how the, like, the design we think of for a cowboy hat, how it came to be designed like that, because we still don't know exactly why. And people will say, like, well, it's the Stetson. Yes, but what did the Stetson, how did we get there? And it's like all these different elements came together to make the cowboy hat. It's really very, it's, it's really very interesting. Um, <laughs> but one of the things I do know is the reason that you have the indents in the top and the sides is from taking your hat on and off. That's where your fingers go to take your hat on and off so you don't pull at the brim and pull the brim loose from the hat. It's, listen, it's not funny, it's just true. That's why that is. Uh, many uh, pioneers of the Old West actually wore bowler hats. Because that's the thing. Most of what we actually think of as cowboy hats were designed for movies. Right. But if you actually, like, see, that's why in Back to the Future 3, he wears a bowler hat. I know. <laughs> right. Speaking of movies, another strange thing I came across was... Um, in, in westerns, you don't often see mustachioed cowboys. But the fact of the matter is, going back to the idea of the um, Victorianism of the period, uh, most cowboys, cow folks, would have had a mustache. Yeah. It was, it was very in vogue to have a mustache. And yet, uh, I don't know, does... Like in I Tombstone, there's some pretty sick stashes. Right, but those are those are usually delineated as the antagonist. No, Kurt Russell has one, right? Yeah, and and Doc Holliday has a sweet stash. That's great. I I can't <laughs> I can't remember. Does Clint Eastwood have a mustache in any of his? No, movies? but I don't know if he can grow a mustache. I'll ask him. All right. Um. Tweet. <laughs> No. Siri, can Clint Eastwood grow a mustache? No, oh, it says grow a Mustang. That's going to be confusing. <laughs> I'll look it up later. All right. Hi, 
everybody. I sure do hope that you are enjoying our live Schmanners episode that we recorded in Houston, all about cowboy etiquette. Uh, we sure enjoyed doing it. Houston, you were great. Um, I am going to do some thank you notes, but first I want to let you know right up front, we have our show coming up at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival Wednesday at 7 p.m., Wednesday the 18th uh, in Austin, Texas. You can go to bit.ly forward slash moon tower schmanners, M-O-O-N-T-O-W-E-R-S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S um, to find out all the information, and we hope to see you there. This week, we want to say a thank you note to our sponsors. Uh, schmanners is sponsored by Backblaze. Um, support for Schmanners comes from Backblaze. Unlimited cloud backup for Macs and PCs for just $5 a month. I don't know if you're like me. Um, but especially one, because of all of the photos that I take now with, you know, BB and Buttercup running around and we go, we travel a lot. So we take a lot of precious, precious photos as well as having tons of work documents and, um, you know, audio recordings and everything that I would hate to lose. Having a way to back up your stuff is amazing. And with Backblaze, you can access all of your data anywhere in the world, on the web, or on the go, on your phone. Um, over 29 billion, with a B, files are stored. That's a lot of return documents and memories. That's amazing. Imagine the peace of mind of knowing that, like, say your, you know, your computer uh, just goes on the fritz or gets stolen or lost or your phone or anything like that. And knowing that your documents, your files, your, your photos, your, your videos, your audio is safe with Backblaze. It's gimmick free. There are no additional charges, just $5 a month for full backups. Uh, receive a fully featured 15-day free trial at backblaze.com slash schmanners. That's B-A-C-K-B-L-A-Z-E dot com slash S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. Go there, start playing around with it, protect yourself from potential bad times, start today. Schmanners is also sponsored in part by care.com. Listen, if you work, the last thing you want to do when you get home is clean. I, I, I do, and I work from home, and the last thing I want to do is clean. I get it. Quit pushing out the cleaning chores. Hire a housekeeper instead. It's, if you just brought home a newborn baby, things get hectic. Hire a housekeeper so you can give more attention to the bundle of joy. It's, listen, hire a housekeeper. Take some stuff off your mind. Take some stuff off your to-do list. Complete that to-do list faster. Hire a helper to get meal prep, laundry, and errands off your hands. Care.com is incredible. And care.com, if you use it, you can hire these people to help you out. And you can save 30% off a of care.com premium membership because you are a Schmanners listener. So just go to care.com slash Schmanners when you subscribe. That's care.com slash Schmanners and save 30% off a care.com premium membership. Come on, get some help. Get Take care of that to-do list. Free up some of your time. Care.com slash Schmanners. Okay, we're going to get back, enjoy the rest of the episode, and real quick before we do, I also want to say thank you to everybody who supported us in the Max Fund Drive. It was wildly successful. Over 28,000 people became members or upgraded their membership, and that means the world to me. It was such an outpouring of love and support. Thank you, everybody, so much. Enjoy the rest of the show. So, um, moving on to, more, to the Code of the West. Don't rustle. Yes. Don't Kurt Russell. 
Okay. So, um, as I mentioned, the, the pioneers in the westward expansion often needed to, to do many jobs, they needed to pull together because there just weren't a lot of people. And so it was important that you um, didn't touch other people's stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it is written in the, the Old West Code. Well, written. It's I was going to say, can down, I you guys. buy that somewhere? No. Okay. I mean, not as it originally was. I'm sure Pinterest has something for you if you want it. Why are you judging me so hard right now? <laughs> I thought there was a book about cowboy etiquette, and I got very excited. No, because the the um, the code of the West was not was wasn't really a written code. It was based on the policy of cooperation, really. So you wouldn't um, you wouldn't want to touch other people's things. My phone is locked. Don't do that. Um, you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to lock your phone, right? Uh, but if you did lock, if your phone did lock, you wouldn't touch it because it was nope. somebody else's. It was somebody else's phone. Uh, and you, so you wouldn't touch anybody else's stuff because these things were also very precious. It was hard to get stuff out there. You had to carry it yourself until the event of the railroad um, in in the late 1800s. Uh, so all of these things were very precious and you wouldn't want to do that and you wanted to make sure that um, you, you, you didn't mess up the work that you were doing and so in that you wanted to make sure that you didn't bring your own dogs without permission because like everyone else, the dogs do a lot of jobs. So if you brought a dog that wasn't familiar with the way that the rancher was herding the cattle, you might like like mess a dog all that, that up. Metric, you know right. what I mean? Um, and then you would never ride ahead of the cow boss because you probably didn't know where you were going. So the cow <gasps> bo- cow is that funny? No, it was just so funny. To me. I, follow me. Ah, uh, that way. That's okay. Um, and then one of the other things that I found that was really interesting is the idea of gatekeeping, right? So you would wait for the person who dismounted at the gate. And, and you then were, ask them a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> and you were always expected, <clears throat> if you came, if you found a closed gate, you could go through it, but you had to close it before you left because this kind of wide open space, if you lost your cows, you lost your livelihood. Um, there, you had to close those gates and you had to wait for the person who opened and then closed the gate because if a bunch of you on horses are like riding away from the gate and the guy got off to get off of, to open the gate and then his horse would probably walk away with the rest of you. Oh. Yeah. So it's nice to wait. Is yes. What say. Okay. Yes. And, and I'm, I just mention all of this because it's important to, to really think about this cooperation and the idea that when one person succeeds, the whole town succeeds, everyone succeeds. Well, so I, I suggested this topic to Teresa, and for one, I thought it would be interesting, two, we're in Texas, three, um, I, I think of it a lot like uh, both cowpokes and pirates. I think the same way if we think, follow me, <laughs> go with me on this one. 
we think of them as like, oh, out there, just rough and tumble, doing whatever. It's like, no, actually, like, it was a job <laughs> that they did. And um, not to bleed over too much, we might have to do a whole pirate episode. But, like, pirates had, like, a whole strict code you of, like... You might have to do a whole pirate episode. <laughs> okay. Um, but a whole thing about, like, curfew and not drinking and, like getting up on time and like chore lists and everything because it was a job. And it's the same with like, if you're actually like driving cattle and stuff, it's not just like you're out there roaming the West looking for adventure. This was the job you did. And Absolutely. It, it was a lot of like work. And you know, we, if you watch one of my favorite things about Deadwood along with Ian McShane is <laughs> um, that you watch like, all this stuff going on, but then it's also like, okay, but we do still have to, like, finish building this building. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah, no, there's a lot of entry going on, but uh, where are the groceries? And, like, that, <laughs> that to me is the interesting thing that you never think about of, like, it's not just, like, Magnificent Seven riding from town to town getting in spectacular adventures. It's also like, yeah, okay, but don't touch my stuff, Doug. <laughs> yeah. And, and to go along with that, this, this idea of community was so pervasive that if, uh, if the ranch owner wasn't home, he was expected to leave his ranch unlocked so that people going, passing by, like driving their cattle by, would be able to use the ranch for shelter and, and eat the food that was there. And this was kind of just understood between... Uh, between the people who were uh, who owned the cattle and the people who drove the cattle, uh, that's how dude ranches really got started because they were just you know going through and they need a place to stay and bunk. Do you know why dude is a term? Do you know that? I think that we've. Did we you, talk about this before? Yeah, you did that, right? Can't remember. Oh yeah, we did because we talked about the king of dudes. The king of dudes. Travis McElroy. No. I, I can yeah. say it again. No, okay. no. Tell me about it. Tell, oh. tell. I thought you're like, no, we talked about it. I was like, all right, cool. It. No, it. So it came from a uh, originally a term for like people who came out from like city slickers who came out and like I want to pretend to be a cowboy for a while. So they became known as dudes, and then it, that was like a dude ranch was a place where you like one of your main industries was people coming and pretending to be cowboys for a while, and then that that kind of then turned back around to like then using it for like a cool dude. And so at some point, the word that we used to make fun of people for being dorks became a word for people who are cool. Um, and it really makes the show Hey Dude even funnier. Because it's about a guy who doesn't know anything about ranches running a dude ranch. Right? Is that in Netflix? Can I put that on my queue? I don't know, honey. We might have to steal it from something. No. Don't. No. Don't, don't pirate. That, don't rustle. <laughs> don't pirate. <laughs> don't rustle and don't pirate. Unless. No. Okay. Hey, so... Um... <laughs> You just looked at me so expectantly. And? <laughs> and? Um, Any rules about beans? Oh, well. <laughs> Not quite beans, but... Uh, about toots? No. So um, even the cook was expected, if there was a truck wagon, the cook was expected to participate if there was ever a stampede. Um, because if the cook didn't participate, he probably would Walk get the run plank. over. Oh, okay. 
and die. And then who would cook? And who would skate around on the pan with butter pats on their feet? I'm thinking of Paul Bunyan. <laughs> what? Paul Bunyan and he was so hungry they had to get a giant skillet and then the cook would skate around with butter on his feet to butter the pan. Paul Bunyan? Maybe more of a Pecos Bill crowd. Pecos Bill. Anybody? All right. What happened to my childhood that I don't know any of these You don't know things? about Paul Bunyan? Uh, okay. I know about Paul Bunyan, but not a skating around cook thing. What? What? The cook made giant pancakes. For, for Paul? For Paul Bunyan. He was big again. He ate little pancakes. What are you talking about? Do you know how many little pancakes it would take for Paul Bunyan to be full? More little pancakes than the mind can fathom. Like a billion little pancakes. One giant pancake. Where did they get the giant skillet? Who knows? There are lots of holes in this story. I think I summed it up pretty good. Tell me where the logic fault is. Was it the giant skillet? How... <laughs> Or was it the giant pats of butter that one could skate around on? And? How did where, they get where, out of the skillet once the butter melted? <laughs> did they eat the cook? Was Paul Bunyan a cannibal? How did they bring enough flour and whatever pancake On Babe the Blue made? Ox. Babe was very large. Could carry a lot of flour. Now where did they get the flour, you asked? They ground up the moon. It all makes sense. Oh, no. Should we wrap up? I think so. Okay, great. Hey, everybody. Thank you for coming to our show. You can leave after this. No, wait a second. Wait. There's this really awesome podcast after this called uh, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It's all right. So you should stick around for that. Um, there are posters out in the lobby if you want to pick those up if you haven't already. Um, we're going to take a brief intermission here for a while, about what, 15, 20 minutes? I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. I can't see Paul, so I, I can't don't know. either, but I like to pretend like someone else is telling me out. Paul! Um, if this is your first time hearing Schmanners, we're also on MaximumFun.org. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, and thank you to everybody who donated to the Max Fun Drive. Okay. Went super good. Um, and yes. if somehow this is the first time you're hearing about it, you can donate whenever. Maximumfund.org forward slash donate. You just won't get the rewards, but you'll get a nice feeling in your heart. Um, in the spirit of Western cooperation. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at SchmierzCast. Thank you, uh, Jones Hall. And we'll be back uh, with my brother, my brother, and me here in a minute. Say, um, say, say oh, yeah. Time. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.